enjoy, and explore over 200 episodes of the Cadillac Jack My Second Act podcast wherever you get your podcasts for free. You're 90 seconds away from a new episode of My Second Act. The Big Ten. Most downloaded episodes of the Cadillac Jack My Second Act podcast in 2021. Most downloaded episode in 2021. Come to Jesus with Morgan Wallen. Jesus didn't just hang out with the best of the best. If you only want to walk on water all the time, and you only want to hang around people that are just like you, look like you, think like you, same skin color, your life's going to be pretty dull, and you're not living in reality. The conversation, Donna, we're going to have is about this culture that, that so many have bought into that everything can be canceled. I'm a grown man, and I have chosen to decide for myself what I want to be canceled from my life. The biggest hit on TikTok from Roddy Rich had that word in it. That song reached the top of the charts because white suburban girls were dancing to it. You can't pick and choose when and who's going to be a racist. It's kind of hypocritical to point at a couple of things and say, well, that's wrong. But I mean, I know my 15-year-old was dancing to that song on TikTok, but she didn't say the word. When the word came up, she didn't say it. Okay, the word's in there. And she did say it. She just didn't say it on TikTok. I also think the younger generation is more forgiving than the older generation. True. If you pinned them down, they wouldn't say, yeah, I think that's a great thing to say. But I don't think they're as up in arms about it as the old guard in Nashville. And it was self-protecting. These companies felt the need to react somehow. There is this movement by this group of self-righteous female country artists in Nashville to do away with Dick entirely. On Twitter, there is an account, The Women of Country. The tweet says, let's make this right. Join us in skyrocketing at Mickey Guyton to the top of the iTunes chart by purchasing Bridges, which is her latest EP. Suddenly, this has been turned into a contest. Mickey Guyton did not not have chart success because of Morgan Wallen. You should try to be black like me. Mickey Guyton is the first black female country singer to be nominated for a Grammy, she tweeted. When I read comments saying that this is not who we are, I laugh because this is exactly who country music is. I question on a daily basis as to why I continue to fight to be in an industry that seems to hate me so much. When I think back on it, I think it was such the time that we were in with the BLM movement and, and, and all of the things that were happening in every city. But if that happened a year from now or, or in a different climate, would it have been the same? I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. Cadillac Jack. Cadillac Jack. My second act. The App and Podcast Network. Cold, open, top of the show. Fortune. Feinster. Feinster. Here we go. Three, two... My name is Cadillac Jack. I joined Atlanta Radio when I was 19 years old, put in a loyal 26 years. Welcome to my second act. It's a podcast where we talk about things that you are already talking about. With your family and friends, conversations about current events and pop culture. We love music as much as you do. Stories about marriage, parenting, and personal growth, too. Welcome to my second act. My name's Donna. I'm Caddy's wife. So we're going to talk about my trip to Arkansas in a minute um, with our 18-year-old daughter, Olivia. However, I do want to tell you a little story that happened to me. I just cannot, I cannot mind my own business. I just can't. I get my own way. But here's what happened. So we had gone to all these really good restaurants. We try to do all local restaurants. And then on the last night, 
we tried to go to this local Italian restaurant. They said, you'd be very proud of me. They said, um, the wait is an hour and a half. And, you know, normally when it's you and I, you'd be like, I'm leaving. No way. Is that what I would do? Like who, you know, but I mean, honestly, like who waits an hour and a half? So anyways, we were like, no, we're starving. We can't wait. So we just kept driving and driving. And so we found this Outback and we're like, what the heck? We might as well just eat here because, you know, we know we're going to get Outback food. So we go in and actually we put our name on the call head waiting list. And um, we didn't have to wait that long. But there were all these different couples waiting out there. And there was this one group of four I wouldn't say elderly people, but they were definitely like in their late or early 70s. And they were kind of hip. They were like two men and two women. And they had drinks and everything. But like they had flip phones. And so this thing that they did, so, you know, they used to give you the little beeper that would go off. Well, they don't do that anymore. They were like, we'll text you when your table's ready. So, of course, you know how I am. I go up and harass the wait staff like at the ta- you know, up at the front like 10 times. Like, where are we on the list? Are we moving up? You haven't forgotten about us. I only have about 10% battery, so I just want to make sure, you know, that I'm able to hear you. Yeah. Did you did you really only have 10% battery? I Actually, I did. Okay. I did not lie about that. So they, you know, Olivia and I moved right into our spot, and all these people are going before our little elderly friends. Here we go. And so then Olivia, Olivia can see them. Like, she has a sight line directly to these four people, and she's like, Mom, they're still sitting there, and they have these flip phones, and they're, like, getting worried, but not none of them will go up to, the, like, the front desk and ask because I don't think they want to be, like, a bother like I am. And so it was just, like, driving me crazy. Olivia said, Mom, you've got to intervene. you you got to do something. So I got up on my knees, and I looked through the bar area to where, because they, they, they were sitting, like, in the little waiting area, and I'm like, psst. And the man turned around and I go, you need to go up to the wait to the wait staff or the people at the front and tell them you were here before we were, which they were, and you're still waiting to eat. And I'm worried that maybe you haven't gotten your text on your phone. He's like, text on our phone? We didn't know that's how they did it. So then I go up to the front wait stand and I go, these people have been waiting forever. And they, they, they clearly don't know how to get a text on their phone. Like, you've seen them sitting here. Can't you come and get them? And they were like, they, they being who? Her and like her manager. Who, but who's her? Her, like that calls the names and her manager, supervisor guy. And they were just like, ma'am, we've got this under control. They had and, my voice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounded like me. So they went and finally and got them and got to their seat. But Olivia's like, she has a kind heart like I do, mm-hmm. our daughter. And she's like, mom, I can't sit here and eat just watching these people still sitting out there. Like, what if that was like you and dad later? I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah, we'd have left and gone to Burger King. Or I would have gone up there and like raised hell with those people at the front. Like, come on. Were they thankful? I don't think Outback was thankful. But those no, no, four, I'm not saying yeah, Outback. I'm saying but those four people were. But I thought they'd like buy me a margarita or a dessert seniors. or something. Yeah, something. Yeah. I'm just a good citizen just trying to help people out. Tales from the Arkansas trip. With Donna and our 18-year-old high school senior, Olivia, coming up during this episode of the Cadillac Jack My Second Act podcast. If you're listening on Upload Day, yesterday was Valentine's Day. If you got the five-foot Twix yesterday, your lover did not try hard. I saw that at the store, and I flagged that it was a pretty cool gift. Really? Okay, well, that was all that was left Sunday afternoon at 2.30 in Walmart. I can tell you how much Twix that is, Donna. An 18-count on Amazon... Mm -hmm. $37.99. If you got Prime, free shipping. Let me tell you how this went. There are people that look like scavengers going through all of the Valentine's Day aisles that are now empty, circling around a carcass like a California condor. 
like you occasionally just flip something. You see one of something, just a rogue box, Donna. And you see people that just walk by it and, and they grab it with glee, thinking, I found it. This is it. I'm saved. And then put it back down because it's a, like it's Hot Wheels or something. And they have a, a niece. I grabbed what I thought was some Valentine's Day candy for everybody. I get home and realize that it's Easter candy. Okay, why would they have? Why would you thank have you. Easter candy thank out? What? Thank de- you. Okay, what designated it as Easter candy? Uh, it's an Easter egg. It's a Reese's Pieces Easter egg. So I had no choice but to crack it open and eat it. Mm-hmm. But why the hell do we have Easter candy out? I just assumed any candy in and around the aisles that were decked out in red would be Valentine's Day candy, right? It would be if you had properly shopped like a week ago. But like when you're on top of Valentine's Day, they've moved on to Easter. Pop peep. Large A in Atlanta. I posted it on my Instagram story at ATL Cadillac Jack. Put a picture of the packaging that I'd ripped into. Large A says, it seems like Valentine's sold out in December. You're not alone, but I also applaud your choice in Reese's. What says more love than that? What well, Diamonds, rose petals on the floor. Oh, there's a million things. That say more. Oh, Laura. Yeah. <laughs> than a Reese's Easter egg. Oh, yeah. Peanut butter chocolate. Lots Easter. and lots and lots of things. A Cartier love bracelet. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's clear up something from last episode. Jennifer Lopez and Hoda going toe-to-toe on today. And we only had the audio. We didn't have the video. We've since seen the video. And Donna, you, of course, were right, as you always are, that at the end of this piece of audio you're going to hear, they shift subjects real quick because it's awkward a little bit because Jenna Bush is riled up J-Lo about asking personal questions. So Hoda steps in. She's like, oh, you look so beautiful on the cover of People magazine. Hang on, let me cover this corner right here. It was Hoda and her now ex-boyfriend, right? Hoda had adopted two kids, and he was um, helping her raise them, but they weren't married. I think so many people can relate to, like, oh, the one that got away or the one you always wondered about or what if. Like, how did you find each other again? I think, you know, we can talk about that backstage if you really want to (laughs) know. But, you know, I think what we learned from the last time is that uh, love, when you are lucky enough to find it, is so sacred and special, and you have to hold a little bit of that privately. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and that's what we've learned. Here but we're very happy, if that's what you're wondering. Yeah. By the way, that's a journey, You too. look beautiful on people. Let Thank me just you. block out this corner. You look really... You look <laughs> Why are you trying to block out the corner? You don't want to talk about your personal stuff? Is that what it is, Hoda? <laughs> it's very funny, now that I know. <laughs> Touche. Touche. Hoda's basically waving a white flag there, surrendering and saying, you got me. Yeah, but again, I don't know what riled J-Lo up so much about that question. It wasn't like she asked her this super personal question. She just, they just asked her like how they got back together. Well, in Marry Me, the movie she's been pushing, pushing and doing all this press for, that's the storyline. I mean, I get the premise of what she was calling Hoda out for, but if she had asked her like a super, super personal question, but she didn't. She just asked like, how did you guys reconnect? That's it. You ready to sing? Can you imagine us on Parents Weekend? Suey. Suey. Something about a suey. Something about a pig. Parents Weekend, homecoming. We're there. What, what city is it in? Fayetteville? Fayetteville. Wearing our Razorback swag. You look good. You look good in red. Uh, yeah. With a, with a boar <laughs> on the front of your on your front of your on your breast on the front of your sweatshirt. Parents yeah. Weekend. Yeah. Go Razorbacks. I think I look better in red than I do in orange. You'll do that well. I mean, I'll give it a whirl. All right. All right we want to hear all about the uh, the big road trip. 
Um, so Olivia is our 18-year-old that is graduating, and she is majoring in supply chain and logistics. And so she applied to four schools. Um, she did not apply to Georgia because I feel like I'm telling a lot about her, but I continue to get asked this question. Um, she has amazing grades. She's not a great test taker. So um, she had a moment where she could apply to the schools that she wanted to apply to where she wouldn't have to keep taking the ACT over and over and over and over again to try to get, you know, three, four points. She's probably narrowed it down to two, Tennessee and the University of Arkansas. I know that they are both out of state. We both realize that. Um, Arkansas has offered her four years of in-state tuition and some additional money, and Tennessee has given some money, but they need to come off with some more money off their hip. Um, so that kind of, I get it. I'm a Georgia graduate. Yes, I wish that my daughter was going to Georgia. She's not. Got to move on from that. And um, is, is it that big of a deal? I, I get a lot of questions from people. You know, I equally as much like our, I have people who, like our neighbor Robin, whose daughter went to TCU all the way across the country. I have friends whose kids go everywhere. So I think that um, to some people, it's incredibly uncommon um, to send them out of state. And for other people, it is not a big deal. And I get the financial implications with it. We have those in play as well. Um, and that's why we're really proud of her for getting, you know, the scholarship money that she has gotten. I do understand that, you know, that is a factor. And I've had people say, I'd love to send my kids out of state, but couldn't afford it. Listen, we're in the same boat. Um, you've got to find programs that will give them money. So we flew into Fayetteville, and this is kind of funny. Olivia and I are very um, similar in some ways and completely not similar in other ways. So the one thing we're very similar about is we make these rash decisions. And so we land and we get in Paula's forerunner from Turo from Turo which that is the one question most people want to know about and it was exactly as promised it was very clean a little old but it was um it worked great had heated seats she had a full tank of gas for me the keys were in the car I cannot tell you I breezed by the um rental car you know counters and there's people waiting in line go out to short-term parking she she there no she tells me it's in space nine um, and come to find out, Paula rents like nine different cars through Turo. So she's making some cashola. Um, so it's sitting there. Doors are unlocked. Ready to roll. D- literally, drive out. No formula in bottles? No. Couldn't have, no, couldn't have been weeks. easier. Couldn't have been easier. Gun, no gun rack in Arkansas? No. Um, we did see a lot of those. Uh, so that was the thing. Olivia and I are like, this is very rural. When we were driving to the hotel, very rural. Because airports are always in rural sections of the country. Um, so I'm going to try to land the plane because this could be a very long situation, but I'm not going to do that. We always stay at graduate hotels wherever we go. Um, they're great hotels. If you are doing college tours with your kids, I'm not getting paid by them, um, but they're not expensive, but they're really close to the campus and they're really kind of hip and cool. So it's not like staying at Hampton, but they're just not that expensive. So there seems to be one in every city. That's where we've stayed. Everywhere we've gone is a graduate hotel. And so we um, kind of Checked out the city, and Fayetteville's a really cool kind of funky city. They call it Fayette Chill, um, and it's kind of a cross between, I would say, a Knoxville and a Nashville, interestingly enough. Um, and it's not, Arkansas does not feel Southern, even though it's in the SEC. It just doesn't feel Southern. It doesn't feel, I don't know how to describe it. It feels kind of Midwestern-y, kind of, I don't know, but definitely not Southern. Um, so the next day we took the tour. What I do want to say is I have realized that Arkansas is probably the most hilly place in campus that I've ever been. Knoxville was completely flat. Uh, South Carolina, completely flat. I have never 
walked up so many hills and steps. Did your ankles get sore? Oh, my God. And the whole thing about it is everything is on the hill, like um, the union on the hill. And I'm like, oh, that's cute. Uh, this, the business school on the hill. Because everything's on a hill. It's literally. literally on a hill. So we had a meeting with the business school and they just kind of gave us directions. Like we checked in and they're like, oh, it's, this is where you go. You go out here and, you know, they put that little highlighter on the map and like you go left, you go right. Oh my God. I mean, I was winded by the time I got in there. Um, I had a great meeting with them and I, there's so many opportunities within Arkansas because Walmart is based in Bentonville and it really is incredible. Um, but for all you Tennessee fans, I will say it is hard to beat Tennessee's campus. It is beautiful. It is new. It is, um, small, but large. This campus kind of, it was very spread out. Um, it feels a little like, um, a tech or even like a Boston university. It's kind of got a downtown feel, which is kind of weird because it's in a rural section. And then, um, after that, oh, the next day we went to Bentonville, which I am fascinated by. You would think that the home of Walmart would be kind of boring, almost like a, like like a, a one-stop pl- like town. Yeah, like oh, a planned community. Yeah. No. Beautiful, funky, hip, the coolest looking people there. Look like they'd come in from New York. It was really weird. Um, they have over, in Arkansas, they have over 35 miles of bike trails. We... It was 32 degrees. We rented bikes. I had an electric bike. She had a mountain bike. Uh, we got on this trail. I looked like something out of like a Russian spy novel. I had like my glass, my sunglasses on this like bushka thing over that I had like fastened over my head, 16 layers. And literally my feet never even touched the pedals. I would just hit the button and my bike would go like 25 miles an hour, but it was freezing. So I gave up. 30, 40 minutes in, I'm like, I can't do this, Olivia. 72. Oh, it's my sunny. God. I, I was Here like, I Atlanta can't do this. I cannot do this. They're going to find me on the side of the road huddled, like, with a bunch of deer just eating me because I was so cold. So she kept riding. I went to some really cool coffee shop. Um, they have this place called Crystal Bridges there that everybody had told me about. It is the largest collection of art outside of the MoMA, the Modern Museum of Art. Um, and it's in, in, in Arkansas, in Arkansas and in Bentonville. And it's free to the public because Walmart pays for everyone to go And this. I mean, it's incredible. Some of the architecture there, unbelievable, very Frank Lloyd Wright-ish, just these really unexpected things in Bentonville. And I think it's because there's so many people doing business in different capacities with okay. Walmart. So super cool. Um, so that's that. And then we, you know, I don't even know what else we did. Just ate a lot, laughed a lot. Um, you know, it's funny when you're a mom and a daughter traveling because, you know, it's just funny. Like who's going to get in the bathroom? Who's going to, you know, I felt she, she laughed at me because she said I would fall asleep every night at 11 o'clock holding my phone with Wordle up because I'd fall asleep before I'd, I'd like solve the puzzle. Can you, can you play Georgia Digi games when you're out of state? No, that's not a Digi game, Wordle. I know, but I'm saying, could you though? I, I played you have a few. access to your, your stuff? Well, I think so. When you're out of state. I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know that you can. She's got some great opportunities, as I know a lot of kids right now do. But, you know, here's the here's the thing to this that I do want to say. Band, it, sit, sit down, band. Yeah. I know, there's a, the band up I know there's a lot of people that are going through this right now. And whether your kids are going down the street to, like, you know, a school here or they're going out of state, it became very, very real on this trip. The, the three other trips that we've taken, it's kind of like, let's look and see. 
Let's like think about if this is where we'd want to go. Now I kind of know it's down to two and they're both sort of not right down the street. And it's like really starting to hit me. It's like an hour and a half plane ride, but it's really far away. And I don't want to get upset, but I think what you start thinking about with your kids is, and it really hit me, like when we were going through the, um, to the airport, I'd see somebody pushing their kid in a stroller and I'm like, jeez, I was doing that. And now I'm like trying to tell her like, okay, you know, when you go to the airport, this is what you do because you start to think of your kids like when I leave them, you know, do they know how to do all this stuff? I don't know. You just start to realize, and I know everybody's going to be like, you'll, people have told me, you'll survive it, mom. I did. It's fine. They have to grow up. They have to spread their wings. They have to go do big things. I know all of that. And I believe all of that in my heart, but it's just so hard like to start to realize that, yes, yeah, it's, it's coming soon. This is me and you, parents weekend. You know, like when you go. You I go, mean, first we got to get up that hill. Go to their apartment, go to their dorm. You find liquor bottles and boys oh, under their beds, condoms. And meanwhile, stop. back here in Georgia. <laughs> All right, meanwhile, back in Georgia. You're holding the fort down here. Charlotte is our 15-year-old daughter. We got Roscoe, Pete Coltrane. We got Sally. We got Fudge, the orange cat whose name I don't know. And, Zippy. Uh, Ming. Ming. Yeah. I, are they alive? I haven't seen them since um, she left. I'm hoping. Charlotte goes to Macon for the state wrestling tournament. Friday morning, I had her at the school at 530. Because she is the manager. Right, manager and does the videography and the yeah. photography and stuff like that. She was there for the yearbook, too. So she has a great time. We're checking in and texting, and she's doing well, and I know she's coming back Saturday morning. Well, Saturday afternoon, I have to leave for a charity event that I'm hosting in Paulden County for the 6-2 Foundation. We'll talk about it coming up here in a second. So we're juggling a lot of things. We got you, you and Olivia in in Arkansas somewhere. Charlotte's in Macon. I'm here Tuesday. It's about Tuesday of last week. I feel like I've twisted my back, but it happens. It'll work its way out, work itself out. Friday, it started getting worse. Friday night, I'm here at the house, and I'm suddenly lifted off of my feet mm. by pain so sharp, I cried like a sixteen year old girl. I had no idea what it was. I had no idea what's going on. I just have this piercing pain in my lower right back. What you say, it feels like I've given, I'm giving birth, I'm giving, which I'm, I'm like, a baby you've right never now. had a baby. How do you know? I had a kidney. I have a kidney stone. I knew exactly what it was. And we named your kidney stone. What do we name Where did it? Bud? Where did it come from? Again? Olivia and I named him because Olivia says to me, she's listening to this whole thing go down. On speaker, and you're like, oh my God, I'm in so was, much pain. I can't take I it. Alzi. I was Alzi. Yeah. I feel like I'm giving birth. She's like, what? And like, when I hang up, she goes, Mom, he cannot go two days when you're not there okay. without something. Is that where this is going? Going on. It comes about like, you and no one being able to survive unless you're here. I'd have been fine, Don. I could not time. You think I, I back timed a kidney stone to when you were out of town? I said, does your urine smell? No, I would have to lower myself. I'm the only person here. I couldn't put my underwear on. Oh, my God. I couldn't put my pants on. I can't bend over. I can't move past Yeah, they're so painful. No, they are so painful. It's a club of of people that have had them. If you find someone who's sympathetic and you were not. I was very sympathetic because I told you exactly what's going to happen. I said, your ureter is in trouble. Been in trouble. Trouble. Been in trouble. Because that stone has to come out. And sometimes you have to get the little... um, 
the little catheter. No, oh my God, no, the little sifter. Like you keep, it's like a spaghetti strainer, and you keep up with your little stone particles because you have to take it in. You pee in the sink with the um, drain up. Yep. David McGee, the comedian, or not comedian, the magician, at the event I was at Saturday night has had one twenty five years ago, and he hadn't had a glass of milk since. No, I'm saying when you find the people that've had them, I mean, it's, you 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 have a an hour long conference. It's like when I had the plantar fasciitis, and yes. you just find people. It's a it's a I bet it's a there club. Are, there are Facebook pages, weekly meetings, uh, kidney stone recovery club. So the milk is what caused his stone. That's what he swears. That's what he swears by. He said, "I, I I'm feeling it right now." <laughs> it's so painful. So I'm here. Charlotte's not here. I'm here by myself. I'm going. I'm I'm in stage five of three. I couldn't drive. I, I was at Publix when I had a an episode. Uh, that, we'll call it that. Looked like I was twerking in produce because mm. you have no control over your body <laughs> when it happens. You're just you're, you you will twist and turk <laughs> and twerk whichever way you must uh. to have that pain settle, if only for a minute. God, Jesus, please, just give me three seconds. This is terrible. So I'm driving back. We live a mile from the Publix where yeah. we shop. One of two things is getting ready to happen. I'm getting ready to hit head on. Okay, well, that's not Sob. Yeah, that's not good. Or this pain's going to stop. There's only two ways out. Blast it. Or the stick of catheter in your penis. Okay, the head stop. Of your penis. Stop. The head of your penis, Donna. Stop. A tube. Stop. About the thickness of three of your mother's knitting pins. Okay, knitting stop. Needles. Like, I don't even have a penis. And it's like making no, me. It's, it's horrible. It's pain, painful. It's painful. But some days he'll, he'll laugh. Or so I don't know what he's doing down there. Bud, so the you know he's there. Bud the kidney stone. He'll, he'll just he'll, he'll lick his insides or something just to let you know he's there, and it just creates this uh, like a uh, like water's boiling, just a, a slow a boil. It's a tickle, yeah, not an uncomfortable tickle, you know, like with your uncle when you were a kid. This okay, is, all right, my gosh, this has gone so sideways. But you know, so how does that come up with the magician Saturday night? You're like, hey, has anybody I'm ever doubled had... over outside at the at the venue where this? this oh, this fundraiser is terrible. Oh, I was a horrible host. I was, I was embarrassed. This was the worst. Charity event I've ever hosted. I mean, it was the best event, but my worst performance. The drive there was an hour and a half. I was willing to wreck my SUV okay. one mile from the house. But why didn't you tell like them? I, like I told, I gave Bruce my word a month ago. I know, ago, but a month still, ago, I said, Bruce, I'm there for you. You're just, you're not always the greatest patient, though. Right, of course I'm not. Do you know what I was thinking though? I could probably get, and I'm, I'm thinking about doing it right now. I think I can get my Theragun. I'm being serious, massage gun. And put it on there. He's, and he's not. He's 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 on. He's out today. But I think we break it up. That's how you break it up. Donna. And then you pee out the shards. Yeah, that's how it's got to go. I'm just. Do you telling. have a, a, a certificate or anything? That- no, but I mean, if if you know anybody who's ever had a kidney stone, like I said, there's only a couple of ways out. There's only one way out. It's not going to just magically go away. I don't think. I don't know. Horror. It's just terrible. It's just terrible. I'm just so sorry that this happened to you while I was gone. I'm serious. Can I not go away one day? Can I not go first? It's three, four. Can I not go away one day? I said, Jesus Christ! I said you're not the, the you're not the Turks and Caicos with the girls. I mean, you're Arkansas. I didn't say can I not go away one day. You did, and I knew. I told Charlotte, our 15 year old daughter. I said, Charlotte, uh, here we go. Mom is going to. Here we go. She's just going to. We just we're not going to be capable of anything. Okay. Let's engage outside of the two weekly episodes of Cadillac Jack, My Second Act, the podcast. We can do that several different ways. The voicemail text line comes straight to my iPhone, 770-464-6024. Social media, Cadillac Jack Atlanta on Facebook. Instagram, it is at ATL Cadillac Jack. 
And you can also reply to the letter, and it comes straight to my inbox on my iPhone. I get it immediately. We like to have conversations with pot peeps is what we call them, Don. People have questions or comments, concerns. Seems the concerns are always directed my way. Mm. Catching up on the podcast and listening to one discussing your daughter being accepted to college and the choices, because uh, she applied to four, got in four, right? If it does come down to finances, one thing to consider is that once she goes to school out of state, she may not be eligible for the Hope Scholarship if she wants to transfer back into a Georgia school, which is not the case. I don't. That's not right now anyway, right? At least it was not that way several years ago. Uh, it may not apply, but something to be aware of. My son didn't ever want to transfer and completed his degree at North Greenville University. I've never heard that, but I will look into it, and I appreciate her bringing that up because you never know. Listen, um, as we all know, and we've been through it one time before with um, our son, Will, who's now 22, is sometimes they they start places and they don't end there. Or, you know, they, um, you know, and that's, I will say this, I, I have another person that's a friend of mine who is really struggling with where to send their son. The one thing that I think is very true also is it really doesn't matter where you start. It's where you finish. Um, you know, that's where your degree's from. So also if, if maybe right now, cause I know we're talking about this a lot and I know it's a tough subject for a lot of parents because listen, none of us ever have enough money to send our kids to college. We just don't because even those of us who have saved, we were saving for in-state schools. We didn't know it was going to be so hard to get into our state schools. So I know it's kind of a rough subject right now. So that's one thing I was telling her is, listen, start at another one school and then transfer into, you know, another school for the final year or two. And that's where you graduate from. All right. Another pot, Pete. I just listened to Thursday's podcast. Donna reminded, uh, mentioned rather, all the soda cans and candy wrappers. Yes, this one. That never made it back to the kitchen from Will's room. Uh, Will is our 22-year-old son who lives in Knoxville. But we have a studio in his old bedroom made me wonder if the missing silverware mm-hmm. has any kind of link to all that stuff specifically is it learned behavior and if so who learned from who p.s i still love you in a podcast listener radio show listener kind of way there you go shell who influenced who you know monkey see monkey do you got to prove to them you got to walk the walk talk talk pick up your trash do all that stuff Listening to the podcast now, and the letter was in my spam. Also, I'm the person who's never seen Star Wars. I think this was about the baby ate my dingo. In well, reference to me never having seen Seinfeld. Or drank a cup of coffee. Never had, I've never stepped foot into a Starbucks. I was not a big Star Wars person either. I can totally relate to this person. I mean, I think I've seen two. I saw them with the kids later, and I didn't. I don't know a C-3PO or through a deal, not a doodler. It was never my thing, so I totally get this too. Like, I think there are those things that, like, the rest of society loves, and you're just like, I don't get it. My coffee. Exactly. I know that you brought the name Cadillac Jack with you to Atlanta back in the day. How did you come up with it? I got here in March 94. I was 19. I graduated high school, went to Western Carolina University, go Cats, pledged Teak, and it just all went in the shitter. Had about $600 worth of parking tickets because I wasn't going to walk from the freshman parking lot. I was about done. Now, little did I know, at that exact moment, my mother and father, who have been divorced since third grade, are having a somewhat similar conversation about pulling my ass out of college. So my phone rings, and it's a friend of mine, and his name is Steve Stewart. And Steve worked at the station where I did when I was in high school. It was an AM station, 680 country, I think. And then I was rocking Hyde at 95.7 WXRC The Rock. 
which was an active rock station. Think of Firehouse. A little bit of Van Halen, but a bad company. A lot of bad company. Mm. A lot of, um, what was the girl, Tawny Katane, that like... Yeah, and, uh, the White Snake video. Yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. Steve taught me a lot. I was 15, 16, 17 during this time period. He's commuting, I think, from Raleigh every weekend to do part-time work on The Rock. He calls me Kid Blemish. Steve does movie trailers now. Uh, you hear him on CNN. You hear him everywhere. But in a world. You know, he's got a studio in Sherall, South Carolina. Does TV, you know, Tonight at 5, WPIX TV. Ian Pegger. Pegger, give me another drink, Pegger. It was Country 93.9 in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. I was there with Bob Chrysler. Bob was the general manager of Z93 here in Atlanta for a long, long time. Grease man and all those people. Bob got tired of Atlanta radio and bought this station in Myrtle Beach. Steve knew Bob from consulting days. Bob, I sent him a tape and resume. And Bob said, you're going to be Cadillac Jack. And I said, Mr. Chrysler, I said, you can call me whatever you want. You know, for a traded apartment, set of tires, and $12,000 a year, I'm in. <laughs> Bob, I don't know where Bob Chrysler found the name. There are several Cadillac Jacks now. They're, they're Even at the height, when you were like with Kicks, there was a Cadillac Jack in Philly yeah. and Vegas, uh, in Vegas. And, Tampa. and one time we were at one time we were at Wild Bill's and the other Cadillac Jack was there. From and Philly. it was very confusing. So I saw an ad one night in a radio trade publication for Kicks in Atlanta. And I came here and they decided to keep the name here in Atlanta. Because at the time, novelty names, think Moby, think Rhubarb, think... You're nobody went by the real name. Having that type of name is, during that time, was very common. But now, it does kind of date a personality who's worked in a, like, worked for a long time in radio because people now are just their names. I mean, there are still a few. Like, there's, like, Janet s- Montgomery. Like, Southside Steve is Southside. Well, but he's yeah. been, that, he's, that brand is him strong yeah. in Atlanta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can take your tax uh, return, and Donna... We'll take care of you. Gallery furniture. I was there last week. They have a huge sign. Not huge, but they have a sign there, you know, where you check out. It says, hey, we'll take good care of you. Spend your tax return here. We're doing a slow rebuild on mattresses, and we're working with Donna on that. You don't always have to get, like, we've talked about everything in one weekend and one day and one check. Just do it slowly and add pieces as you need them. But don't forget about those things. Like, you know, we talked about the other day, there's great art there. They're, they have amazing rugs, mattresses, box springs, um, just kind of the foundations of things, too, that maybe, not, you know, maybe you're doing great on furniture and stuff, but you were like, God, I really need to. I forgot about these mattresses that I've had around forever. I really need to start replacing them. Um, they have all of that stuff. Gallery has everything that you're going to want and more and great prices. And she's going to work with you. You're not going to be waiting for seven to ten weeks and years to get your furniture and actually start enjoying it Uh, accessories too lots of cool lamps yeah she's got great lamps there were several sets of of, of lamps that had cowboy boots as the the base mirrors uh wall art paintings accessories gallery furniture ask for the wolfman ask for donna thank you donna for your support of the cadillac jack my second act podcast there's 2511 roosevelt highway in college park and 1600 browns bridge road in gainesville ask for donna also want to thank T-Mobile, Brightmore Healthcare, and Cadillac Jack, my second act of the podcast, brought to you by Ford, the F-Series, the best-selling truck on the road. Scoop your F-150 at Fayetteville Ford. You roll off the lot in your F-Series Donna with a lifetime powertrain warranty. Oh, yeah. Six Two Foundation is a foundation 
giving hope and help to local families. And the name comes, Donna, 6-2 Foundation from Corinthians 6-2. Carry the burden of others and thereby fulfill the law of Christ. I love that. And this was their first fundraising event ever. There's a wedding venue that I went to this past weekend for the first time, Indigo Falls, owned by Don and Sheila. It's about 400 acres. Wow. The most breathtaking events place I've ever seen before in my life. And uh, David McGee was this illusionist. Okay, guess who he knows very, very well? Who? Victor and Susan. He's from Dallas. No way. Yes. As we're talking kidney stones before his big show, swapping kidney stone stories, he's talking to me about radio. I never met him before. And um, he used to be on Terry Dorsey's show. Wow. He was Deacon, the character Deacon that would call into radio stations nationwide, kind of like... um. Who did Moby Rhubarb have back in the day? I um, don't know, but that's amazing. Um, they had, I, I remember Deacon. Victor Victor was like his agent. That does he's, not he's surprise me. He's now in Cancun. Him or Victor? No, well, that wouldn't surprise me. Uh, no, David and his wife. Brent Wheeler and Rob Johnson leading the way with the 6-2 Foundation. And they have every year moving forward, they're going to find someone who, who they're, you know, the end result is hopefully be able to build a house each year. That's great. But until then, they'll do things like make your house wheelchair handicap accessible if you've been in an accident. Zach was a recipient this year of the gifting from the 6-2 Foundation, and they made his home. He was in a car accident. They went in and, and, and made his home. He's in a wheelchair now for life. Huge change for someone in their and life. It, here's the thing. Brent and Rob work together. Brent owns an insurance company, Farmers, I think, in Paulden County in Dallas. And they're doing this on the side because they're giving back. They've been charged with that. Yeah, they're called to do it. And uh, I've, I've known Rob. That's Bruce and Kenda's son. I've known Rob since he was eight, nine years old. Kenda sang at the buckboard, and Bruce was Mark Wills' manager and Clay Walker's manager for years and years and years. And uh, Lacey was also there. That's awesome. Their daughter. So thank you for having me out. I'm sorry I was a horrible host. Sold oh out uh, about 250 couples, and I'm I'm bent over in the back of the room. How embarrassing! But I know it's horrible. Well, did you tell everyone? I did. Okay. I did. Did they just stare at you? Like hmm. they did. I bet some of the men, they were like, listen, I feel you. I've had one. It's a club. Yeah. Those that have experienced the piercing pain of something so small, a a shred of rice, a a piece of a piece of a piece of a piece of rice. Yeah, but here's the problem. It causes havoc on your body. It does, but here's the problem with kidney stones. If you get one, you're more likely to keep getting them. So you've got to get this water situation going. I'm drinking water right now. Okay. Right now, I'm drinking water. All right, can we talk about the halftime show? Yes, halftime show. Okay, so if you're listening on Upload Day Tuesday, the Super Bowl was Sunday night. Um, Los Angeles. And that cute little, cute little Sean McVay, who has now said he may retire and go into the um, broadcaster's booth. You know, there were so many celebrities there, as we knew there were going to be, because it was L.A., um, and there's a great picture, well, included in the letter this weekend, of Kenny Chesney and Robert Kraft and the Migos. And from Atlanta. Kenny looks like everybody was dying. Like, um, I forgot who it was, like Hardy or someone. I think it was Ernest said, I think Kenny was actually hanging with Snoop Dogg before the show because 
Yeah, he looks like he was having a really good time. Great, funny, funny photo. But yeah, and the Migos have their purse and everything. And then you had LeBron James. They share a purse? Yeah, I don't know. You had LeBron James, you have J-Lo and Ben Affleck. I mean, there were just people everywhere, everywhere. Um, so congrats to Matthew Stafford, a former Georgia Bulldog. And, you know, he's been through hell with his wife. And um, she had, um, you know, a lot going on with, like, some brain surgery and everything. So it's been quite a year for everyone. Um, so congrats to them, unless you're a Bengals fan and then you're not happy with it. Said, said no one ever. But Other than Greg Talmadge. Oh, yes. My, Greg worked at the former Kicks for as long as I did. He's a big Cincinnati problem, fan. He did, he did yeah. traffic. He's, he's from he's from Cincinnati. Yeah. There's somebody else who is. Well, I know there's a couple people listening that probably are. Um, but the halftime show was everything. Everything. You know, all of us as parents were laughing because we're like, now these kids are going to know like what we really know. But I mean, when Snoop came out and then there was, okay, so it was Snoop. It was Mary J. Blige. Kendrick, uh, Kendrick Lamar. Eminem. And Dre. And then there was a surprise appearance by 50 Cent. Who's saying, it's your birthday, it's your birthday. And LeBron was boogieing in the stands. It was so good. Oh, my God, it was so good. I thought that that was Charles Barkley playing the piano for Eminem. It was Dr. Dre. It was Dr. Dre. Yes, that was not Charles Barkley. Then that would have been good. At the end um, of Mary J. Blige's performance, she fell down. like like purpose? Well, yeah, like she like like fell backwards um, and was just like laying there. And it. It's become like this meme, like, you know, the, you remember the Bernie Sanders one where he was sitting with like his gloves yeah, and yeah. stuff and people had inserted him. So now people are taking that meme and putting it places. So I took that meme and said, this is me waiting for someone to bring me toilet paper. And if you'd put toilet paper back on the thing when it's gone, you wouldn't have to look at me sitting on the toilet. Hilarious. But it was a great. I, I don't think it's as much looking at you on the toilet as it is smelling. Okay. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, but that's anyway, it though. I let's mean, please stop. What? Oh, God. It was an exciting game. It wasn't a blowout. It was a. It was down to the wire. It was a great game. It was a really, really good game. I think it was a game. I think it was a Super Bowl though, where more people really couldn't care less who who won. Just like the yeah, just hanging out. Yeah, you know, I just don't know that there was this rabid fan base for these two teams in a in a Super Bowl that maybe there would be if it were the. The who's in the who's shirts and skins. But it was definitely like I mean there were two. Two young, good-looking quarterbacks. You got Joe Burrow for the Bengals, and you got Matthew Stafford there. That dang Sean McVay, you know. I mean, he's as young as the players. Like, how does he inspire him? I mean, they have to be like, I bet they all hang out together, and then he's like, okay, time to get serious. Like, now I'm your coach. Instead of hanging out in the club, now I'm your coach. Sign up for the letter, a component of this podcast. Text left on red. Red is the color R-E-D. Left on red, no spaces to the number 22828. I walked that up, didn't I? Is this dirty words? I don't know. I hope. All right. Who are these people? They just hire them to sing these songs? They're not getting paid. I'm not paying for it. Okay. Well, how do they get paid? I mean, how, what do they they create this in their basement? What do they do? The letter is our. What is he saying? E newsletter, component to the podcast, a fun four minute read, delivered to your inbox for free every Saturday morning at nine ten. Text left on red to the number two two eight two eight to subscribe for free. Production assistance from Steve Mitchell and Ingo Studios in Atlanta. New episodes on Tuesday and Thursday of Cadillac Jack, my second act, part of the Appen podcast network.